Expounded Universe, Episode 9, The Armed and Fully Operational Molestation. The book, Shadows of the Empire, by Steve Perry. The year, 1996. Chapters, 25 through 27. God help us, sir. Let's go. Are you down with CVP? You know me. Just when you think all those balls are going to spill... And Lando swore out Laurel Ipsum Dolores asking. For Christ's sake, I hope every one of them is dead by the end of this book. And welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Tour, I mean Star Wars podcast. It's the Star Tours podcast. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, guys, we really need that Patreon money because this is the most expensive podcast ever. I haven't even said what our names are yet. <laughs> Yeah, guys, we're gonna go on Star Tours and tell you all about it every week. Once a week, we ride Star Tours and come back and give you a report about give you our analysis on what's going on with Star Tours. What's up? What's down? Is it still being piloted by that weird little three armed robot? I don't know. I haven't ridden it since like nineteen ninety six. Oh, that's a shame. They've got so many new things you can do. You can have Finn show up on your screen now. Oh, like from Rebels? Wait, Finn, no, Finn. No. no, okay, Finn's the, yeah, I'm sorry. For a second I thought I was thinking of Ezra for some reason. Oh, that's weird. I know, I don't know how that got in my no, head. No, wait, Finn is way better than Ezra. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but he's he's less than Jake Farrell. Yes. The A-Wing pilot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got it in there. Yeah. It took me a second to try and remember a named Jake that was a... Uh, oh, I had it. If you didn't do it, I was it. I was at it the ready <laughs> with Jake Farrell. Thank God for FFG's X-Wing. The only reason you know anything about Expanded Universe stuff. Yep. <laughs> do I know that there's a guy named Dengar in the Punishing One? Why, yes, I do. Dengar's not Expanded Universe. He's the bounty hunter with a diaper on his head from the from the bridge of the ah! uh, Star, Star Destroyer. <laughs> you, you know who he is right off the top of your... Remember the Bounty scene? hunter... With a diaper on his head. All right, so let's go through the list of bounty hunters real quick. Standing on the bridge of the Executor, Vader's private Super Star Destroyer, there are several bounty hunters, and there's some admiral who's like, why do we need to have all these dudes here? They're unsavory. Yeah. And then remember, Vader walks right up to uh, to Boba Fett and is like, no disintegrations. Yeah. That part. Well, the other bounty hunters there, you, which you would only know from their FFG Star Wars ships, are IG-88. Yeah, I knew him. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also Zuckus and Forlom, and they are very similar looking. They're both little bug-looking men, but one of them's a droid and the other one's more of an alien. Okay. Uh, and then Dengar is there. Uh, Dengar is the one who is clearly human. He has a what looks like an over-the-shoulder, like, rifle-style bazooka, Ugh. and he has a diaper on his head. He, he just looks like he's very bandaged. Ugh. And then finally, uh, Bosk. Ah, uh, yes, and Bosk. Bosk is also there. Bosk looks exactly like if someone took the the uh, X-Wing pilot uniform and stapled a lizard into it. Yeah, but like Bosk it, is red because he's a cool lizard guy. <laughs> so, just uh, just so you know, that's Dengar is not Expanded Universe. I mean, everything about him is. Otherwise, he's just Static Diaper Man. <laughs> Man, as the, the best superhero. Coming to you this summer on the WB. Static or the CW, I guess. <laughs> We're going to work Static Diaper Man <laughs> into Supergirl and The Flash. Oh, yeah. Get that Static Diaper Man universe. He's got a three-episode guest arc on Legends of Tomorrow. Why not? No one gives a shit. No one watches that show. Who cares? <laughs> He's now the captain of the ship. Who gives a fuck? He's in charge of the Wave Rider, I guess. Anyway, I'm Jeff. Oh, good. We finally got to it. And that's John. Woo! And this is the Expounded Universe podcast where we read old Star Wars Expanded Universe novels and bring up-to-the-date 
Damn it! Up to the minute reports to you up right to away. The date. Up, up to, to the date. Up to the dates we have with you, Gengar. You just gotta pounce on me, don't you? Every time, <laughs> man. For as as much as going on in these chapters, we have spent a lot of time on dumb gags. You want to get into the actual chapters because they're important. Oh man, there is there's some stuff happening, guys. Well, why don't we start by setting our scene? Where did we last leave our mighty heroes? Okay, when last we left our heroes, uh, Luke had just escaped from. Well, not really prison, but the... Bounty uh, Hunter holding. Yeah, that whatever building the bounty hunters were holding him in. Yes, and he had shot a Nikto in the foot and was laughing at him, basically. And then then all of a sudden, Lando came bursting through the wall in what I assume is a car? Yeah, he just rammed through a wall, shot some people, and was like, let's go, nerd. Yeah, and then he couldn't tell... He was too busy to tell Luke where they were going, or where Princess Leia was. Yeah. So now we rejoin our mighty heroes in today's episode, which we will call chapters 25 through 27, uh, the episode to be named later. Good job. (laughs) So we start up with Vader this time. Oh, Vader. And Vader is hanging out outside the building where Luke Skywalker just recently narrowly escaped from after handily defeating villains at no risk to himself for as long as he wanted. (laughs) Uh, this book, and it's, oh, he was about to be defeated. It like, happens so often. Every time, it's, oh, I'm I'm just clowning on these fools as hard as possible, and then, but I'm sure, you know, give me another couple minutes, and then I'm going to lose. Eventually, I have to lose at this. I guess because I'm going to fall asleep? Yeah. Eventually, I'll just get bored and then sit down. <laughs> I'll just give up. I feel like dying. Ah, I'm done. <laughs> That's right. Eventually, Luke will lose to these bounty hunters because he is not immortal. The Reaper will extend his grasp <laughs> to him and take him with, like, leukemia or something. I always assume that Luke's going to die of leukemia. I mean, it's the only uh, disease named after him. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. All right. So, Vader's investigating the outside of the building, and he basically tells two stormtroopers to just go in there and get the highest-ranking guy and drag him yeah, back out me, here. Give me the, the highest-ranking guy that's still alive. So they go in there and they shoot a bunch of people. You can hear, the, they, they say that the sound of blaster fire is exchanged. See, I like to think that this is the stormtroopers being smart. There's no one guy who's the highest ranking in a bunch of loosely associated bounty hunters. Yeah, we already established that this was just a bunch of bounty hunters that got together to split the bounty. They don't have a military system. None of them are high ranking. That's no, a... it's not like, yes, I'm a colonel among bounty hunters. So what this the, the noise to me suggests is that the bounty hunters went in there and shot everybody so that when they came back out with the only remaining person, they would just be automatically right. Yeah, they're like, well, here you go. Here you go. This the, is the only one. This is you the can't one choke me out now. He's definitely the highest ranking dude. He's also the lowest ranking as it ha- as it happens. Who who knew? But uh, yeah, Vader just sort of wants to press press this guy for information about what happened with Luke Skywalker. The first thing we learn is that the bounty hunter is pretty sure that Lando was like twenty people. Yeah. Uh, and also, this is interesting. He wants to basically figure out why Luke was being held at all instead of simply being delivered direct to the Empire. And the bounty hunter explains to him that it's because they were trying to play off two bounties. Yeah, he's like, well, there was someone else who wanted him. And they specifically wanted him dead. Oh, shit. Now, Vader asks him, who was that? And the guy's like, I don't know. And Vader's like, are you sure? Because I can choke you. And he's like, well, we think it might have been Black Sun. Yeah. And then Vader, who already knew that Black Sun was out to kill Luke Skywalker because of the the incident with the X-Wing and the reprogrammed droid, goes... Hmm, Black Sun. 
that fat spider Shizor. Oh, that fat spider Shizor. Uh, so basically, his he he. Ba- <laughs> right now, I'm just thinking of a chair in a cave somewhere going Shelob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I keep telling this thing. I'm I'm Shelob's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Shelob. God damn it! Stop it! I don't even sit in chairs. I'm a huge spider. Although I guess now Shelob is also a sexy lady. Have you seen that yet? Uh, I haven't seen any pictures or nothing, but I've heard that. Shelob is also sexy lady. Yeah, I, I guess in the new uh, whatever you call those the 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 Shadow of Mordor. Thank you, the Shadow of Mordor. Basically, what if Assassin's Creed was leg- was uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, uh, I, I guess in the second one of those, they've decided to incorporate Shelob as a villain, and in order to give her lines, they've given her a human form. Great, where she's a sexy lady who turns into a giant spider, big fat spider, big fat spider. Shizor. Uh, anyway, this doesn't do anything for Vader. Vader. It just it keeps his suspicions alive. That's all it does. Yeah, and I love that he's like super impressed that his kid managed to beat the shit out of these bounty yeah, hunters. He's, he's like, like br- nice. He's briefly proud of Luke, and then he just turns and leaves, which a great Vader thing where he's just like, let's go. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he didn't even kill this guy. He's like, no, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? What? Don't waste blaster energy. <laughs> what? Whatever. I'm leaving. Let's go. I have already turned around. The car is starting. <laughs> Guys, I'm counting to five. <laughs> Guys, if you don't get in here, I am leaving. <laughs> oh, did you want to stay in Fort Worth until you're adults? Okay. Because the car's leaving, you guys. Oh, it's starting to go. <laughs> Mom, Vader, <laughs> and then and then they reach for the door, and he pulls forward a bit, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, <laughs> oh, sir, sir." He's he won't let me get in the car, sir, <laughs> sir. My brother locked the door the door on my side, sir, sir. You have to unlock that door. Un- unlock the door now. Okay, o- o- okay, Vader, sir. <laughs> click, click again. <laughs> <laughs> Pull forward, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor nerd stormtrooper, <laughs> sir. He won't let me in. <laughs> Also, he stole my Game Boy Advance. Sir, he's touching me. <laughs> I'm trying to play Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, sir. <laughs> if I have to turn around and choke you both right now, so help me God. I'm so glad there's finally some stormtroopers in this book again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Vader as put upon dad at a road trip. Sir, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, you should have thought of that before we left. Your Doors suit off. has an incorporated toilet. We've discussed this. Oh, that's gross, sir. <laughs> Oh, I just did it. In fact, I'm pooping right now. <laughs> I'm going to not break eye contact with you while I do it. I'm like a cat. <laughs> sir. Oh, sir. I find this uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to HR. <laughs> sir, this is definitely going to lead to me having family therapy later. <laughs> anyway, uh, Luke is reunited with the droids aboard the Millennium Falcon. Yay! The Millennium Falcon. C-3PO and R2-D2 get to get together again. Yeah, so basically, we get to talk to C-3PO and R2-D2, and 3PO is dreaming that the next place that they fly to can be <laughs> some sort of vacation destination that has a deep bath of lube. Oh, man. It... There just it, there just has to be a better way to say that. And you know, I know there's a lubrication bath in the original New Hope movie. I I know. Oh, I know. But I feel like it's the stupidest thing, and it should have been the first thing abandoned. But honestly, I'm fine with it. Just write out lubrication, even like a lubrication bath sounds way better than a lube bath. Yeah. Lube bath just sounds like oh man, don't do that. That's just nasty, three PO. What are you doing, three PO? You nasty. And he's like, girl, I know it. <laughs> I just don't like the concept. I mean, like, 
3PO is basically a big walking fey computer. I don't lubricate my entire computer. I don't dip it in a bath of lube. I lube the parts of it that need lubin. You know? Lube up. You lube up the bits, and then the rest of it gets like that that compressed air blaster. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you just need to stick that little blaster straw in his ear and just vent his head, and he's going to be much happier. I'm just imagining someone coming up to 3PO's face with one of them little air blasters. He's like, oh, 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 oh my, oh, oh, the noise, it scares me. Oh, and, the, and the can gets so very cold. <laughs> Just spray it right in his dumb face. Oh! <laughs> All right. So at this point, Luke finally wants to know why the hell, uh, or where the hell Leia is. Yeah. And this is interesting. Leia has instructed Lando not to tell Luke. Indeed. Uh, I guess so that he doesn't go after her, but whatever. Yeah. I. That's not very good leadership, Leia. No. I understand the concept of compartmentalized cells for a rebellion organization, but still, you have no safety net right now. No. This, well, her entire plan is the dumbest thing ever anyway. It's only going to get dumber as we read our way through these chapters, which, by the way, John, if we go over today, I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. No, We're that's fine. fine. There's a lot to cover. I, I am fully expecting this to be like at least an hour and a half, because this shit is bonkers logo. This is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> this shit. <laughs> Anyway, so Luke briefly grumbles about how he doesn't get to know where Leia is, and then Lando wants to know what was on that computer after all that was so important that he had to come down to Cothless. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. I don't know. Some engineer got it, though. Yeah, yeah. Bothans will probably figure it out. Bothans are so good at math. Bothans, you know Bothans. They're so good at math. Can't drive, though. That's basically what happens. They both kind of have a moment where they nod in appreciation for how good Bothans are at math. You know them bothans <laughs> all right so that's enough out of them for now we got to go check in with leia and chewbacca God damn it now when we last saw them they were hanging out with a dude named uh oh, spiro the hodin <laughs> who was a, like a 10 foot tall yellow wires for hair plant man yep but now instead they've met up with guri and guri has taken them on a roundabout tour of lower coruscant where she meets up with a man who i guess the book is just going to call baldy God, he has a name, and... Is it Hausman? Is he, is he yeah, Hausman? Okay, he's Hausman. I, I wasn't sure if he was the same guy. No, he he has a name, and, uh, like, you could just be like, oh, this guide, or whatever, this person leading us. But Leia, from her point of view, just decides to call this dude Baldy. I'm like, God, you are such an asshole. And she is a complete douche. So... Right off the bat, they, they get introduced to Baldy, who is described by the book as short, bald, and gross, but also has done something surgical to himself so that he has black chrome teeth. Hell yeah, he does. So, you know, you meet a guy with black chrome teeth, do you think, do you call him Baldy, or do you start calling him Crazy Tooth Man? Like, oh yeah, this guy is 100% named Grills. His name is not Baldy. <laughs> yeah, I was calling him Tooth Blackie for a while in my notes, <laughs> but but yeah, Grills is a way better name for him than Baldy. Yeah. Anyway, Baldy gets them, well, Grills, Grills puts them in a little car and drives them around in what is basically a golf cart. Yeah, he just starts going down, like, you know those tunnels beneath Disneyland? He's basically driving them around those. Yeah, like, they're in the underground, they're, they're in some underground Coruscant mall, and he drives them into a security-only entrance, and then just drives them around through a bunch of labyrinthine, like, security under Disneyland tunnels. Eventually, he gets to a train. Oh, yeah, and they have to get on the train. And it's a train that only has, like, four seats. <laughs> and luckily, they keep having to describe it this way, luckily, Chewbacca fits in here. Good. Great. 
So I guess this is like the fourth vehicle they've had to be on. They get on this little maglev train, which the book describes as a maglev, and then briefly explains what a maglev is and what it does. Huh. And to me, it was like, why? Why does it? First of all, why do they have this? Like when hover technology is ubiquitous and simple and appears to be able to run forever on a battery, why would you bother inventing overcomplicated magnet technology? Well, maybe it's old. Maybe, maybe it's, it's an really, old system. It could be really old, but anyway, fine. It's a maglev train. Fine, sure. Super impressive that something that Europe and Japan have now is is to be found in the far future of space. Yes. Uh, so they get on the train, and then they just go, this is great. Leia thinks for, to herself for a second, my, we've gone a, gone a very great distance. We must have a long way to travel. Yay. It's like, good. Way, way to figure that out. You've, you've gone a long way, so you must be going a long way. Yeah. Good, good job, Leia. Uh, yeah. Man, the book has already basically ruined Leia up to this point and made her like a horrible idiot space racist that only cares about boys, and it just keeps getting worse. It's only going to get worse all the way through this chat, this series. But thankfully, we don't have to talk about Leia for a bit because we're cutting back to Luke and Lando. Mm-hmm. So Lando has discovered that uh, Han and Chewie have fucked up the Falcon like real good. <laughs> They've got all sorts of like dumb rewirings and stupid crap going and on. And we know this because we remember the movie. And we know that th- basically the, Fal- the uh, Falcon's hyperdrive is all kinds of shenanigans because the last time Chewbacca fixed it, he was kind of in a hurry. Yeah. So there's just wires all over the floor and everything's patched together because Chewbacca was doing an on-the-fly, on the oh my god, we're about to get destroyed by a Star Destroyer uh, repair routine. Yes. But Lando's basically lying on the ground going like, this stupid, blasted, stupid thing! Samoflange! <laughs> the fuck is a Samoflange? <laughs> but this to, is going to lead into, basically, the thing about Lando in this book, which is that there are two types of things that Lando is going to say. And there are only two. Only two. Lando will either say a joke that is so over-explained and, con- and contrived that it loses its jokeness and just turns into a weird sort of post-pop exercise in not coolness yes so he'll say something like or he will say something super awesome so awesome in fact that steve perry couldn't think of anything so he tells you to think of something awesome and then assume that lando said that yeah lando said a thing and it was great anyway so those are the two things of lando in this case it's you know oh han sure didn't fix this he replaced it with a snake's nest and i'm gonna be like a snake when i bite han for fixing this wrong and then also, then, Lando described the conv- his uh, belief that Han comes from a disreputable line of family members. Also, that his grooming habits leave much to be desired. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> I, what the fuck? Okay, I guess he's calling him a dirty son of a bitch. Can we basically, that's probably yeah, what he probably. says. Probably. And the, the book doesn't want to go with that. We don't want to think he was like, <laughs> pops his head up, oh, Luke. Luke, I, I need to tell you, I, I, I believe Han, his grooming habits are much to be desired. That cursed rogue Han let slip over evening tea this Tuesday last that his aunt on his father's side was actually the half-sister of a Plantagenet. <laughs> oh my, what, what's the talk of the season? <laughs> when we both know that she was simply the third child of a Brixton scullery hall. <laughs> uh, I would love... If that was Lando. And he dresses the right ruffian, don't you think? (laughs) His jacket all tatterdemalion and raggledy poof. (laughs) Also, I think tatterdemalion and raggledy poof are definitely X-Wing pilots in this universe. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh man, we need to get them on some some, uh, FFG cards right quick. Yeah, so so, someone fucking... 
tweet at Fantasy Flight Why and let la- them know that Raggledy Poof is our next X-Wing pilot. <laughs> Why, the last time I saw him, his pants were scuffed as if he'd been accosted by a Muslim. <laughs> Just say dirty son of a bitch, Steve Perry. It's okay. The book doesn't have a rating. No, but it's got to be for kids. It's Star Wars. Except, of course, for the fact that... kids. Yeah. This book is not for kids. Yeah. Anyway, Lando just goes on like this, yelling about Plantagenets and and raggledy poofs. (laughs) And we leave the scene and cut back to Leia. Every time. Every time we cut back to Leia, I just feel more uncomfortable. Well, thankfully, this one... Is this is the last one we get without that much Shizor in it? So it's it's better than the others. They they uh, end up in a big underground staging area full of guards. Yep. And well, I want to say this: there's uh, been guards this whole time. Like anytime they go around anything, there's guards. So obviously he employs a shitload of guards. Mm-hmm. Now my question is. Where are the guards coming from to go to work? Like, do they have to go through a labyrinth thing in order to get to their post? Like, does it take them two hours of a commute to get to the post where they guard? Maybe he keeps them in there. Maybe they have, like, barracks and shit. Maybe. I can't imagine he would, though. Well, I mean, they're just, like, friggin' Benair pirates and what have you. They're just crappy. Yeah. They're They're just just 12 points each. (laughs) 12 point Z95 pilots. (laughs) That just live underground here unless he needs them in a Z-95. Or maybe some of them, like the high-ranking ones, are Star Viper pilots. I yeah, don't know. maybe. Too much X-Wing, John. We've been playing too much X-Wing. Too much X-Wing. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, basically a big room full of guards. And Grills basically is like, hey, this isn't even halfway there yet. So you guys just start walking because now it's time for the hallway scene. Yeah, now we're just going to walk and walk. And then just guards and walking. He just makes them walk through a bunch of identical corridors while he gives them very specific instructions on which direction to turn. So it's basically just a big walking maze. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Leia's trying to remember, like, okay, we went this way and then that way. And then he straight turns the lights out and he's like, great, now I'm going to tell you which directions to move. My favorite part of that is the instructions where he tells them to veer 45 degrees to the left for five seconds, then veer right. (laughs) Oh, but how many degrees, right? 45 degrees again. Oh. Apparently, we're walking around a diamond-shaped hole in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what else would this be? <laughs> just No, it's just, it's wet there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a throw rug that Shizor doesn't want company to step on. <laughs> it's just there for decoration. Please don't step it's on it. It's a pretty one. I got it from a Persian duke. <laughs> you know, the one back at the entryway was jute, but this one, no, this one's real. <laughs> please, please don't. All right, so we finally... Oh, and Leia has to also think of Shizor being a fat spider, because she's like, wow, we sure are walking through a tangled web. Oh, boy. But then, at the end of this subchapter, Lord Almighty, do we finally get a meeting, and keep in mind that this is chapter 25 of this book. Yes. Where where Shizor finally meets our heroes. Indeed. Or our hero, anyway, because Leia is the only one who gets to... Well, Chewbacca's No, there. I was going to say, Chewbacca's the hero. Yeah, Chewbacca's really the hero of this book. Chewbacca is basically the buttons to Leia's Mindy in this book. Oh, yeah. That's... Leia's just wandering around being a big dumb idiot, and Chewbacca's like, oh, Christ. No. <laughs> Jesus, let me keep you alive if I possibly can. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes me want that to be an animated thing now. <laughs> if you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about, that's a side character set from the Animaniacs. But, oh, my God. Just a dog who follows around a little girl, <laughs> and the little girl keeps, like, just going on to horrible ledges and almost falling off and dying, and it's the dog who's just saving her. Yes, that's, that's, that's what it is. that's pretty much what this is. <laughs> I didn't realize that till just now. That's not in my notes. That makes me so happy. 
<laughs> I just want a little cartoon Leia girl just trying to run off like eye uh, girders and shit at a construction site and Chewbacca just getting hurt trying to save her. <laughs> <laughs> so she finally meets Shizor, and here it is, in quotes, a tall man. Not a man. A man alien. A feline. All right. Leia. 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 Leia, please. Come Je- on. Jesus Christ, Leia. Did you know that man is a gender identifying descriptor and not a species thing? <laughs> <laughs> Let him be a dude. At the- I mean, he's an asshole. He's a weird rapist asshole. But he is a man. He is indeed a dude. My dudes, it is Shizor. <laughs> What does she think Chewbacca is? A male alien? A malian? A malian? A malian? one of them femalians? Which, oh my god, that's gotta be a porno. Oh, it definitely is. Actually, I'm pretty sure that is, like, the, uh, the, like, offshoot, <laughs> low-rent species, species knockoff. Femalian? Femalian, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The porno one would probably be she-malian, wouldn't it? Oh. Yeah. Aww. Stupid porn industry. God damn you, porn. All right, so... Basically, the first thing she does is deny him his gender identity because he is not human. And then she's like, oh, but he is handsome. Oh, yeah. She's a horrible space racist. But, oh, man, is she ever hot for that? She's or she's a double space racist here because first she space gender or misgenders him by saying he can't possibly be a man. And then she has to say he's handsome. In an exotic alien way. Yeah. You know what a white girl means when she says that someone's handsome in an exotic way? <laughs> it only means one thing. Well, two things. Either they're black or they're Mexican. <laughs> That's all it means. In this case, it means he's a weird alien. Yeah. Ooh, he's an exotic handsome person. Uh-huh, sure. So you're basically telling me that, that he wasn't white? Thanks for letting me know. Thanks. Good. Th- Thank you, Leia. Thanks, Leia. Great Thank job. Thank you. <laughs> Christ. Thankfully, that's as much as we get for now. She is already starting to fall under his pheromone sex stank. Got that stank. (sighs) Still, new chapter anyway, but back to Luke and Lando. Back to Luke and Lando. Luke and Lando, who cares? They're working on the hyperdrive. Uh, And and, Luke is so bored that he basically goes, Hey, Lando, I'm going to go make some food in the galley. Do you want anything? And we get Lando type A, because Lando's response is, yes, please get me a beaker full of bug poison and battery acid. Yeah, great. All right. No one wants a beaker full of anything, Lando. And pick one. Pick one bad joke. Bug poison or battery acid. You don't need to mix them together. It's not adding anything to your quip. (laughs) Just say, yes, a mug of poison. Yes, please. One mug of death for me. Thank you. There we go. Look at that. I made my joke fast. Uh, so Luke senses encroaching evil using the Force. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, again, I don't know why this keeps happening in this book, but basically 3PO comes running in. He goes, sir, sir, a Star Destroyer is approaching. And, Land- and Luke just goes, what type of Star Destroyer? Is it a super class? And Lando's like, oh, I don't know, sir. My eyes are just the yellow pots of traffic lights. Yeah, that's what Lando says. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Ro- take my joke away from me. Uh, 3PO, 3PO says, I don't know, my eyes are just the yellow parts of traffic uh, lights. Thank you. You're welcome. But here's the thing that's driving me nuts. John, do you know how big these ships are? Like, do you have any idea at all about... Because this, like, this is my Wikipedia research for the week. Uh, Real fucking stupid huge. So, the average Victory Class Star Destroyer, otherwise known as every Star Destroyer in the movies, except for the Executor, is about a half mile long. Oh, yeah. 
uh, about a half mile from end to end, which is fucking huge. It's like 2,200 feet across. Yeah. Or long, right? So freaking ridiculous. Do you know how big the Executor is? The, the Vader's Super Star Destroyer, the one that smashes into the second Death Star. Yeah, two miles. It is 11 miles Fuck long. Fuck me in the ass. It is 11 miles from end to end. Okay, well, good, great. So when 3PO's like, oh, I don't know, Master, it could be any type of Star Destroyer. I'm just a droid. Ooh. Just ask him, uh, is it 22 times bigger than the other Star Destroyers we've recently seen? <laughs> when uh, when you looked on the sensors to see that there was a Star Destroyer coming, did the sensors say, oh, holy Jesus, fuck, this is huge? Yeah, they were like, oh, this thing is the size of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they didn't. So. Well, in this case, they did, because it is, in fact, the Super Star Destroyer, and they decide to hide in the asteroid field. Good. And that's what's happening with them. Mostly, that scene only exists because they had to shoehorn, I have a bad feeling about this, into the book somewhere. Ugh. And it happens in that part of that subchapter. But the, the only thing is, oh, don't you go saying I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, they lampshade it instead of just saying the line. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything Although, but saying I got a bad feeling about this. Which... Okay, I don't know why you would say I've got a bad feeling about this because it's not like this is a situation where it could maybe, go wrong. Yeah, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. It's a fucking super star destroyer. It's not like golly gee, maybe they're friendly, but I've got a bad feeling about this. And the other thing is, they keep saying a super star destroyer as if it's a chance. You know, well, maybe it's a super star destroyer, but it could be one of the good ones. Also, we already knew, like Lando. 100% told him, yo, there's a Super Star Destroyer here. And so when fucking 3PO comes up and he's like, hey, there's a Star Destroyer, is he like, oh yeah, the other one must have left and then a new Star Destroyer showed up here. <laughs> and if it was another Super Star Destroyer, they'd mostly just be amazed because they've never heard of another one. <laughs> they know about Vader's flagship. All the other Super Star Destroyers are big damn secrets at this point in the in the universe's lore. Yeah, they have no idea. It's not like they know that. Well, it's, it might be the one with Darth Nader on it. Oh, Darth Nader, man, he <laughs> cost Darth Gore the election. <laughs> that's what that's what the Emperor thinks, anyway. Oh, them hanging chads. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, I think we can probably get back to the main meat of today's business because at this point we begin. The courtship of Princess Leia. Oh, yeah, Leia wants to get back to the meat of this. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, uh, Shizor seems to be pretty happy in the beginning of this. This scene is from Shizor's point of view. Ah, uh, Shizor's point and, of view. And that's the point of view you don't want to be in. You'd never want that. Oh, it's like wearing dirty pants. <laughs> <laughs> dirty pants. <laughs> so... So Shizor's point of view, he's like, wow, Leia is exactly as hot as all those ho hollows I've been perving on for days and days. And she's so hot, I don't even mind her furry companion. She's so hot wearing that weird, gross, dirty bounty hunter outfit that she's in right <laughs> she's now. She's in the boosh costume. She has no figure at all. She looks like a brown Christmas tree. Yeah. The fact that Shizor's like, oh, you're so hot. You look like some kind of walking turd. <laughs> She looks like a filing cabinet just came in and plunked down on your couch. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, he's like, wow, she's exactly as hot as I thought she was. And she's always barely, they, they have the conversation where she, where he's like, yes, I'm from Black Sun and I'm from the Rebellion and we could probably be allies. But she's always not paying any attention to this. Instead, he is modulating the amount of sex sweat that he lets out into the air. Yeah. So he's spending all of his time just trying not to turn too bright red and, and flooding the room with sex gas. <laughs> that sex gas. <laughs> that gross sex gas. And ugh. 
Here's the thing. At this point, he stops and pauses for a moment and considers the Faline female. Consider, if you will, the Faline female. So, okay, apparently Faline females also release sex stink, so I guess this species is based around constantly seducing each other. Now, I would I'd also like to say, normally the whole pheromone thing is with species that have a mating season. Yes. And the pheromone is, I am now currently ready to have babies. I am in estrus, I am in heat. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the idea that sex pheromones would be a thing you can just turn on means, man, that society would get nothing done ever. So he describes, basically, he describes phallian females because he wants the audience to know what Leia's going through right now. So he's trying to put it in a frame of reference they'll get, which is, back when I was a young Shizor, I used to meet with phallian females who would do this sex stink nonsense to me, and then they would blossom for me, and it was like a durasteel vice or hothouse flowers. (laughs) Every time he talks, it just gets grosser. You're so gross, Shizor. It's just gross. But here's the thing. This is the problem. Um, He basically... (laughs) This is him saying every Thaline does this. Yes. That's why this civilization doesn't exist. If everyone is constantly capable of exuding a bone-me pheromone, mm-hmm. then this is a civilization where if someone drops down there, they're like, huh, there's just a writhing orgy of people down there. I don't know how they managed to survive. Also, if you've heard of Thaline at all, this is all you've heard about them. Oh, yeah. If you're like, yeah, I've, I've heard of the Faline before. They're those aliens that are full of sex stink. Yeah, you can't go to their planet because the rapey ones will immediately rape you. Oh, you wouldn't even be able to touch down there without immediately being like, oh, damn, I am full on at the mast ready. Oh, yeah. There'd be some satellite orbiting the planet that was put there by, like, the Senate that was just basically was like, hi, I'm the take back the night asteroid. Do not land here. <laughs> uh, any incoming ship, please note. This is a bad place to be. Hi, I'm the I'm the lighthouse we put outside. It just flashes rape warning signals at you. Yeah. You can't land on that. It's everyone would if you knew what Faline were at all, you'd be like, all right, they're the rape species. Yeah. But here's the other thing that drives me nuts about this. Why is fucking Shizor so proud of this then? If his entire species generates sex stink all the time, then why is he all like, yes, no one can resist my grasp? That's like me wandering around going, hmm, yes, I believe I'll have the potato because I have developed the ability to metabolize starch. Yeah, it's it's just a weird thing for him to be crowing about. He's like, oh, yes, my ability to, to get the females to do what I want is beyond anyone's comprehension. You're like, no, dude, you are... An example of an average male of your species. (laughs) Quit bragging about it. It's not... Ooh, did you know that I alone can urinate? Oh, it's it's exactly like being one of those nice guys who's like, Hey, I will open a door for a lady and I will do the bare minimum of being a nice person. Please spread your legs for me in succession. Ah, you are a sex vending machine and I put niceness coins and sex comes out. Except this guy's got the coins tied to a string, and that string is made of sex gas. Oh, yeah. It's it's that guy, but he also has roofies. So, basically, he tells himself that it's working, because he can tell that Leia's flushing and breathing too fast. Yeah. And uh, then he's like... <laughs> he even uses the line, if she has any sensuality at all, she's completely ready to go by now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is one of my favorite parts, because he's like... You must feel gross in that stupid outfit. You should go change. And she's like, okay. 
And then he does a thing to summon his, like, manservant Toothy uh, grills, which is he waves his foot around under his desk, which summons his assistant. Yep. Why? The desk has all kinds of talking features built into it. His chair he's sitting in can also talk. Everything in his room can talk, and it's all mic'd and set for pickup. Why does he need to hide the fact he's summoning his butler by waving his foot around like a magician? <laughs> I love that that's, like, that's going to impress them somehow. That fucking Grills comes in and he didn't even say anything. I know. Oh, your butler arrives when you need him. What an amazing thing. He's just like that Lobot guy I met in the last movie I was in. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing is, at that point, I wouldn't assume, oh, you've got some cool way to summon people I don't know about. I'd be like, oh, he's just listening into this. And when you said that yeah, the we would need might. to get changed, he just came in. Yeah, that's, it's just such a dumb, it, it's such a little extra toss on. It's like, uh, oh, this guy's got a crazy room full of super tech. Also, he can wave his foot around to summon butlers. Oh, he can wave his foot underneath his car and it opens the trunk. The thing I want to know is how often does he summon Hausman on accident? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm every like, time he's got an itch. No, because it wasn't like I press a button and then wave my foot. It was just, oh, man, if you get, like, restless leg syndrome, all of a sudden Hausman's like, what? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> yes, sir. No, no, I was just waving my leg around because I needed to wave. There was a bug. <laughs> you, I was stretching. Do you want me to kill the bugs, sir? Yes. <laughs> yes, kill yes. the bugs. Where I can watch. And also where its father can watch. Find the bug's father. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, Leia and Chewbacca are indeed escorted to their rooms. Yeah. And at this point, uh, Leia's starting to shake off the effects of the sex pheromones, but not enough. She's still like, ooh, what a handsome man. I was a little overreacting in there, but I still think he could get it. <laughs> I think Shizor can get it. <laughs> so, uh, basically, she's sort of trying to deal with the situation. She's a little s gross and smug uh, because she's like, well, I think this is all going very well, and he certainly seemed interested in me. Uh <sighs> All right, so basically, at this point, we switch frames of reference into Leia, which is... Honestly, almost grosser. <laughs> Leia's talking to herself stuff is the worst. Oh my god, there's a point in that, well, first of all, the first thing she does is describe what the pheromones felt like. She describes them as, as if she had been washed over by a tropical ocean breaker. Wow. Which, okay, first of all, a tropical ocean breaker is not a feeling that you get. It is either a smell you can have sprayed in your car, oh. or a drink you can get at Cabo Wabo. That... <laughs> I'll have one tropical ocean breaker, <laughs> please. You sure you don't want uh, black ice in there instead? Uh, huh? Maybe uh. pussy? What do you want? No, tropical ocean breaker, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she starts basically going, well, what happened? I'm in love with Han. I, I can't believe that she wouldn't understand what's going on. It's like, okay, I'm... I'm Mostly just kind of nervous about meeting someone, but it's a criminal and I'm apprehensive and I meet someone and then immediately my entire body is like, let's do this. I'm basically like a fucking kiddie pool down here. Dude, she lives in space and there's aliens. Why isn't she suspecting anything? Well, even that, I would go, let's say she doesn't know anything about falling and the ridiculous sex pheromone because she's an idiot. Yeah, that's fine. Even then, I would still assume drugs were happening because the second oh, yeah. she leaves that room, she's like huh, I'm not all weird and fucked up in the head anymore. It only happened when I walked into and was in that room with Shizor. I wonder why. 
But then she goes, anyway, my strong love for Han should prevent me from having feelings for a manfeline, which she's dashed. Man dash feline. Man feline. Yeah, which, get your shit together, Leia. Just call him a man, all right? Jesus Please. Christ, you fucking space racist. She is so racist in this book. <laughs> Anyway, this is the point where you were talking about earlier, because apparently she's got a golem to her sneaker, because all of a sudden she starts talking to herself in italics. Yeah, and calling herself sister. sister. <laughs> here, I, I have a little quote here, because to, uh, this part drove me nuts as well. Her inner monologue to herself, like, I, if we want to call it her her shoulder devil, except the devil is perched on the top of her mom's pubis. Uh, <laughs> basically speaks with the exact cadence and dialogue of the muses from Disney's Hercules. Really? Because I was going to say that her her inner monologue is her sassy gay friend. <laughs> I think, I think Sister? The, I think the muses from Hercules could also be pulled off as a sassy gay friend. Because <laughs> there's, oh really? You might not do anything about, or, or you might not do anything about what you felt for him, sister, but you won't be able to forget it that easily. Oh, yeah. You swoon, you sigh, you deny it. Uh oh. <laughs> Girl, I saw how you looked at him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And she has a long conversation with Italics Leia. <laughs> yeah. Her going back and forth with her inner monologue, calling herself sister, is so awful. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe to you how bad this is. At least out loud, out loud she won't say she's in love. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, Leia orders Chewie for some. Even though Chewie's just sort of along, you know, he's when, when they get to the rooms, she's like, "Get in there and wash that crap off your fur," because he's still painted up like Snuva, the bounty hunter, Snuva. which never did anything. Nope, no one gave any single fuck. He could have gone as Chewbacca, known Imperial villain, and they would have been like, whatever, it's some Wookiee. Who gives a shit? <laughs> some dog is walking around. <laughs> How come that thing's not in a cage? It must be a service Wookiee. Hey, is so someone someone get a leash on this guy? Hey, is anyone blind in here? Why is there a Wookiee? <laughs> Who's this Wookiee walking around? Where's the Where's this Wookiee's Mindy? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Leia about to walk off a cliff somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so... She basically tells him to go take a shower and get the crap out of his fur, and then she goes into her hotel room, and folks, I just want to save you some trouble here. It's three pages of her describing how opulent everything is, and it couldn't be more boring. It is, it's just Leia being like, I am impressed with wealth. That's what I am. Yes, I am a princess from Alderaan, and I, you know, grew up in a fucking castle, but yes, the fact that this hotel room I'm in has a nice bathroom is amazing to me. It's, it's... Basically, it's like she walked into fucking uh, Cleveland's house from Family Guy. Not Cleveland, fucking Quagmire's house. She walked into Quagmire's house from Family Guy and was impressed by everything. Ooh, a black carpet. Oh. Oh, there's a mirror on the ceiling. Ooh, <laughs> this one's real, though. There's a round bed in here. Great. Oh, my. With diaphanous curtains. Ooh. And th it's the whole thing. White leather couch. Probably made from cloned space cow. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that goes on for page after page after page of her just wandering around in there marveling at the room. Yep. There's a scene, there's a part where she has the urge to kick her shoes off and walk around in the carpet barefoot. Yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of walking around in the carpet barefoot, Shizor's watching her from hidden cameras. Uh. Uh, anyway, uh... <laughs> Then she goes to the closet and finds a whole closet full of expensive, wonderful designer clothing. Oh my, these clothes are 
more expensive than anything. You could trade one of these dresses in for a land speeder. Yeah, there's a point where I feel like she could just sum all this up. Like, she could be like, all right, I get it. He has limitless resources. Yeah, this dude's rich. I get it. I get. Okay, everyone gets it. We're all up to speed now. This dude's super rich. Yeah. Okay. But no, it never happens. Oh my god, a marble countered bathtub. You know what I want to know? So, they they set this whole thing up for Leia. Mm-hmm. Like, here's this rad bathroom and, oh, you with, a, you, with yeah. a tub, and here's all of these dresses and whatnot. What's Chewbacca's room? Oh my like, God, does Chewie's Chewbacca room. go in there, and is there just, like, a big old bowl of kibble and a fucking, like, <laughs> chew toy? It is an empty garage with a ham dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He just walks into a room, bare concrete, dangle ham, and he's like, oh, shit, this <laughs> Shizor guy's the best. He rushes over to the dangle ham, and Hausman comes out and goes, no, no, don't eat the dangle ham. That's so he doesn't hit the door, the wall with his car. <laughs> We used to use a tennis ball, but it wasn't fancy enough. That that's a that's a human femur. And then it, he just crouches below it and kind of looks at it, sad. Let me eat that dangle ham. Mm-hmm. As, as soon as Hausman mm-hmm. leaves, he's like, "It's mine. <laughs> the dangle ham is mine. Ha-ha! The day is mine." And Chewbacca's empty room with a dangle ham is. But oh, there's even a point. This is the one that drove me the most nuts. Leia's looking at all the dresses. Ooh, this one's made of Lovetti moth fibers. This one's a Melanani original. Yes. But then she goes, wait a minute. These are all my size. Every single thing in here is made basically for me. Why is she surprised? Like, he he put her into a room full of expensive, extremely expensive, custom-made women's clothing. Did she think he had custom-made women's clothing custom-made for no one? Well... I think she was like, ooh, I got to just pick something out of this that fits me, like find one of the ones that is actually good for me. I guess. But the fact that she doesn't get suspicious at all, she's like, oh, I guess maybe she he could have sent Hausman out on a shopping trip. I'm like, dude, you talked to fucking Shizor for like 20 minutes. There's no way he was like, yeah, go find me. In this particular size, now that I've scanned Leia when she came in. Well, that's what waving his other leg around does. Yeah, it just gets a whole bunch of dresses in a particular size out. Because this whole house is Cleveland's mansion. I keep saying Cleveland. I keep God meaning Quagmire. Why? I don't know why, man. Because I'm old. Leave me be. Anyway, <laughs> you old son of a bitch. But yeah, she doesn't the like fact go, that she's wait like, a minute. He probably scanned me while I was on Guri's ship for three days. Also, <laughs> the idea that huh, I walked into a room and immediately got blasted with the fact that I want to do him. And then that went away when I left the room. And then I went to my room and there was a whole bunch of sexy clothes that were my exact size. And I'm I'm pretty sure Shizor wants to do me. I know, right? It's ridiculous that she isn't at all. I mean, okay, maybe she's still under the effects of the sex stink. But we have a scene where she's described as of it, of it washing off of her. Yeah. She's like, huh, okay. I can think basically clearly now. Basically, at this point, she goes, you know what? I deserve a hot bath. <laughs> you know what I thought? I thought you were going to say, you know what? I deserve a hot dicking. Because <laughs> there is a point where she's like, whatever, I ain't married to Han. I could get some. <laughs> I was only in love with him for like a minute. Yeah, she has a whole dialogue with her italic self about how Han didn't say I love you. Yeah. She's like, whatever. Like, oh, great. Take one of the coolest moments in cinema history and turn it into an argument for cheating. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't I don't care if she fucks someone else, but but still for her to be like, he didn't even say I love you to me. He said, I know. Get it, sister. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say he loves you. Girl, you better get that dick. Yeah. But then her italics Leia warns her against taking too nice of a bath because of how hot Shizor is. And, she, and they're like, there's serpents in that water. 
And she's like, whatever, I deserve a hot bath. Yeah. And finally, thank God, we go back to Luke and Lando. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Oh, okay. So basically, Luke and Lando are dealing with the fact that the executor is bearing down on them, and they have just managed to fix the hyperdrive. Yeah. Uh, and then Vader basically is, is there. It's the executor. He starts sending ships into the asteroid fleet to look for them. Yeah, and he can sense that Luke is there. Yeah, he can tell that through the force that Luke is in that asteroid field somewhere. Well... He's like, I can sense there's a powerful presence of force power in there. I'm like, dude, you know it's Luke. Quit being a bitch. Yeah. So at this point, uh, he yeah, that, th- this is basically just Vader monologuing out the same thing he's monologued out every other time we've seen him, which is, oh, that Luke is quite powerful in the force. And when I catch him, he will be trained as my apprentice. And then we will rise up and dominate the universe as father and son. Anyway, uh, let's see what's going on with Leia. Why don't we? <laughs> Check in after these messages, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, sure enough. Uh, at this point, we actually don't go back to... Uh, no, it is. It's Leia. Leia's taking a long bath. So long that her skin's turned like lobster red, the book says? Yeah. Uh, that's, a, you, that's too hot of a bath, Leia. You, yeah, you may, be, uh, you may be actually burning your flesh. Once she finally gets out of the bath, she opens a drawer in there and, and, and finds underwear... Yep. And she goes to herself, oh, that Shizor, he thinks of everything. And again, why are you surprised by conspicuous consumption? He spent apparently millions of dollars on dresses on you. Did you think he was going to try and skimp on this on the thong budget? <laughs> no, man, Shizor wants to see that thong. He wants to see that thong to thong, thong, thong. Yeah. You know what I want to see, though, is Thrawn. That Thrawn, <laughs> th- Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. That's fun to say. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's where we get to think about Leia's fancy under, underpants. Uh, and then Shizor. We cut to Shizor. Shizor is staring at an empty spot on a wall where he could be watching Leia in her room because, of course, he has cameras in there. He's a giant perv monster. But he's not because he's a good giant perv monster. No, he's not. No, he's not, Book. You can't- oh, no. It's, it's because he wants to get it later. He's yeah, like, no, I don't want to see her... Naked through a camera. I'm going to wait until she gets naked for me. Yeah. I. But then he thinks to himself, later, she'll get closer. Much closer. So close. We get it already. Uncomfortably This is close. like the seventh chapter in a row of you just being like, I intend to rape this woman. You can stop with the double entendres now. Ugh. And I would, I'd like to say, for this book that's supposed to be about uh, like Darth Vader and Shizor going after Luke, mm-hmm. you can tell in like, okay, when we review uh, RPGs. Right, which we do all the time on our System Mastery podcast. Yeah, there is always these things where we talk about seeing the writer's bias or what they're interested in. So like, oh man, this has got a lot of Confederate apology and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. You can tell that he was... Forced to write this book, and he pitched it as, oh, yeah, it's Vader and Shizor, and they're both trying to get Luke, and, oh, he's got to escape from these death traps. But the boning of Princess Leia is the longest set up and the longest, uh, like, played It's the only part of the book that he clearly cares about. Yeah, like, every other thing that happens in this book gets maybe a chapter of setup. And then just a bunch of repetition and then a chapter or two where it happens. So like Luke getting caught by the bounty hunters is 
okay, it gets set up in one chapter that he gets caught. There's another chapter where he has to escape. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. And that's in, all there is. And in those chapters, there's just wheel spinning. Meanwhile, Luke is sitting in his cell. Luke sits in his cell and waits. Oh, yeah. In his cell, Luke sits and waits. And Vader is only like, man, I really want to find Luke. I didn't. Okay, anyway, and is just complaining that Shizor is fucking with things. But the Shizor wants to bone Leia is like from early chapters up through, like, we're getting on in the book. And we aren't even. We're way more than halfway there. Oh, yeah. This is the longest running storyline with the most setup. And it's very clear that he's like, oh, no, I wanted to write some fucking fetish material, but I also happened to have to include the rest of Star Wars in this. Yeah, yeah. The boning of Princess Leia is very clearly the only part of this book that's of any interest. And to his credit, maybe that's because it's the only part of the book that wasn't covered in the comic book about this same story or the video game about this same story or the toys that were, le- were released of the characters in this story. But no, you can you can tell that is the crux of this story. Like, yeah. that is, if you are tracking this as a story, this would be the rising action and climax <laughs> hey, of <Gross>. the story. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of that chapter. So at the beginning of chapter 27, we still are hanging around with Luke and Lando. They are tr- they've fixed the hyperdrive, and they are getting ready to escape from the, uh, the Star Destroyer. This is the dumbest thing. The, the Star Destroyer hasn't found them. Nope. They press the button to go to hyperdrive, or hyperspace, and they don't. Oh, And then no. they press a different button, and they do. <laughs> yeah, there's some ties that are coming after them, and they're like, oh boy, we better get out of here. And uh, then they do. Yeah. It's why I keep thinking, man, he does not give a fuck, because all of his descriptions for what goes on with anyone else is, I hit a button, and then nothing happened. This is how you build tension. Anyway, next sentence, we do it anyway. And then we get some more of Lando. This is a Lando type B, because he wishes that the Falcon would go and... I'm sorry, I've got the quote here, if you don't mind. Lando swore at the ship. A string of colorful phrases, including several graphic, if highly unlikely, descriptions of things he wished it would do to itself. Look, Steve, Steve Perry, Mr. Perry, if I can call you, sir, sir, if I can call you Steve, Steve, you can tell us that Lando wished the, the ship would go fuck itself. Uh, you have the, the the page count to give us the pile numbers on the shag carpeting in Shizor's hotel rooms. There's space in the book for the Falcon to go fuck itself. Yeah, but he doesn't give a shit about that. All he cares about is describing how much Leia wants to get boned which by wh- Shizor. Yeah, which is why we've reduced Lando to literally just him telling us what Lando would be doing as if he hadn't finished writing that section of the book yet. It's yeah. Lando's rough draft. This is this is what I assume Lando will do. I'll get back to it. Look, Lando's saying some stuff. Anyway, we'll come back. This is uh, Lorem Ipsum. <laughs> if that was what all Lando's qu- swears were. Yeah. <laughs> and Lando swore out Lorem Ipsum Dolores est. <laughs> God damn it. That's what I want now. <laughs> uh, Vader is extremely mild about the fact that the uh, Falcon gets away. Yeah. Uh, like, the M- Admiral has to go tell him, and he's like, yep, they were faster than you, and they went to hyperdrive before you could get them. Yep. <clears throat> yes, mm-hmm. sir. Okay. Great. Well, that's good, because that gives us a chance to get back to Coruscant, because I want to deal with fucking Shizor just like Steve Perry does. And then the Admiral's like, but sir, we were ordered to, like, make like wave the flag around and like, make a presence Make here. a show of it. And, and Vader amazingly just goes oh yeah 
All right, blow up that, uh, blow up the uh, rebel. Blow up a, a moon base. Blow up a rebel base. Sir, there is no rebel base here. Yeah, I know. Just blow up any base. We'll say it's a rebel base. Blow up a quotation mark rebel end quotation mark base. Great. I'll be in my room monologuing. Bye. <laughs> Good full, day, sir. Full stop. That's what happens exactly. Yep. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually had another quote I wanted to read here. Oh, because, okay. Because while he's talking about his process of eventually catching Shizor in the act, he uses the quote. Hey, yeah, he is. He's going to catch yeah. him in the act. He, he says, an ancient Scythian proverb. Uh, which uh, Is it Scythian? I would have figured it was just Sith proverb. You'd think that, wouldn't yeah. you? Or just at least Sithy. <laughs> Sithy. <laughs> an pretty... ancient Sith-esque proverb. <laughs> this, this proverb's pretty Sithy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, even when fighting the great saber cat, it is best not to turn your back upon the lowly serpent. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. See, is, is he saying that Luke is the saber cat? I think he's saying that Luke is the saber cat and Shizor is a serpent, or maybe Which the is Emperor weird is a saber because cat. I'm like, but he's not fighting Luke. Like Luke's not a big threat to him maybe, right now. Maybe Vader's the saber cat. When you're fighting yourself, no, it's like when Luke is fighting me, I should still pay attention to Shizor. Yeah, well, no, because if he's the saber cat. Then Luke would need to pay attention to Shizor. Who indeed is the Saber Cat? <laughs> but who was phone? <laughs> no soap radio. <laughs> All right. So at this point, we go back to Leia, who is picking out outfits for sexy, sexy Shizor. Yeah. And see, she somehow manages to pick the least sexy combination of outfits ever. Well, she picks the sexiest dress, but then under it is wearing like a, a jumpsuit, a full jumpsuit. <laughs> She picks this dress that is designed for models on runways. It's like a see-through green mini sundress thing. It's a green, super see-through, silk, nonsense. Like, this would be essentially lingerie dress. Yes. And then she wears a full-on, full-body jumpsuit under it. Yeah. The equivalent of wearing a bikini on top of a one-piece bathing suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She is wearing lingerie on top of coveralls. If this was the 90s, she'd be wearing a skirt over jeans. <laughs> yes. She'd be Alanis setting so hard right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, wait, this book was written in the 90s. That is what's happening. Yeah, she's she is definitely wearing a mini skirt over a pair of Jinkos is what's happening right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an amazing image. <laughs> uh, okay, and then uh, also she has managed to get her hair into a plate so that she, uh, you know, P-L-A-I-T. Yeah, so no, that, into a plate. Yeah. Like spaghetti. <laughs> So that she doesn't look, quote, like a crazed ship rat. Let's talk about that for a second. Have we ever seen Leia with her hair fucked up? Uh, no. If there's one thing we know about Leia, it's that she has her hair game on point. No, she knows what she's doing with her hair. When she's in prison on the Death Star, she has perfect cinnamon bun side curl things. When she's finished running out her way out of a space worm and to the weird criminal port of Cloud City, she has her hair done in a perfect plated noose thing. Yep. When she's on uh, Endor, a planet with no showers, she just lets her hair out naturally, and it is perfect and wavy and controlled. She looks like Amanda Seyfried at the fucking Oscars. <laughs> and here she's like, oh no, my hair! It's like, what, what? You're in some hotel room. Your hair's gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah. I would kill to see what Carrie Fisher looks like with her hair having been done in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I guess she thinks it's like, oh, gosh, I fucked it up. Oh, no, I need to look real sexy-like for that Shizor because I I guess I've already decided I'm going to bone him. Yeah, well, in, Chewie comes in with Hausman, 
Chewie comes walking in, and Leia's first thought is, oh, fuck, that Wookiee. I need to get rid of him. Oh, I man. hate it when the dog looks at me during. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He's just going to sit there and stare at us. This is going to be the worst. Oh, I'm going to have to try and kick him out of the room. And I bet she's always going to be like, no, it's fine. Let him in. He doesn't oh, know. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's what. He's he, just trying to protect me. <laughs> he just he just thinks we're wrestling. It's fine. <laughs> Well, Chewbacca basically says one thing to Leia in this scene. He just kind of goes, and, and uh, here's, okay, there's two things that happen. There's what Leia thinks he said, and there's what we here at the show think he said. <laughs> Leia, of course, thinks he's like, ew, you look like, you look amazing. How could you possibly do this? You are definitely betraying Han. I don't trust you. I am definitely here to harsh your buzz. I'm a weird dog. Someone, <laughs> someone give me some hams. <laughs> She's like, man, this dog is like, you should not be all dressed up and sexy for that cheese or cause, cause you belong to Han. Yeah. Now here's what I think personally, John, John, you can tell me if I'm wrong. This is what I think <laughs> means. Leia, what's going on? You're dressed like a training wheels hooker. <laughs> You went all 100% creamed corn in that other room the other day, just a few hours ago, and now you're dressed like your first time after the prom. Are you okay? I think he might have drugged your coffee or some shit. This is getting a little stupid. Like, I imagine he comes in and he's like, uh, hey, I'm a Wookiee, and I could definitely smell them pheromones. Mm-hmm. Also, I could smell you, so... Uh, yeah, your pheromones are going crazy, too, Leia. <laughs> you guys, uh, I mean, if you're going to bone, just... Like, look, put a, put a space sock on the space door and just put me back in the room with the dangle ham. Like, I will go back in that room. I'm only half done with that dangle ham. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to. If you want to get your bone on, you do it. But just, man, don't make me come with you. <laughs> but I just, ugh, training wheels hooker. What? This is stupid, Leia. And then this is my favorite part. She has to chide him, which, again, she has no idea what the fuck he said. Oh, yeah. But, but she she's, she's got to be like... Fuck you, I do what I want. I'm a diplomat. You're just a Wookiee. Don't t- or, or, uh, I don't tell you how to fly. You don't tell me how to conduct negotiations. And I just once I want for all I want for Christmas is for Chewbacca to be able to speak English. For, like, <laughs> just, he just breaks kayfabe. Just kay- for, for 20 seconds. He goes, bitch, you tell me how to fly every fucking time I fly you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. We're done here. We're done. I speak English, motherfuckers. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I said, I spoke English the whole goddamn time. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. You tell me how to fly more than my wife. <laughs> Who I haven't seen in five years. Because I'm protecting your dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, why don't you go on back in there and get your bone on or whatever, you terrible hooker. You ridiculous space racist. I hate you so much. By the way, I am a man. By the way, I am a man with a PhD, <laughs> and Gurry is a woman. Now, if you don't mind, I've got a dangle ham to get <laughs> back to. Rides out, <laughs> hand on hip, <laughs> one finger still triumphantly in the air. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, <laughs> three more paragraphs of how Han just said "I know" instead of "I love you," and meanwhile, we cut back to Shizor tenting his fingers and you know what steve perry i get it now if she's always on frame in your fucking book he's tenting his fingers i get it i'm up to speed we know there's no other way he could possibly hold his fingers no they're glued that way they're stuck like that he did it too long and they got stuck that way <laughs> yeah we don't need to, you need to quit telling me about that shit if he's in frame i've got fingers tented in my mind's eye i fucking promise <laughs> i love 
I mean, again, it's the fucking X-Wing game, but there is a picture of Shizor on one of the cards, and of course his fingers are steepled, and yeah. I'm like, yes! The book, the uh, the card is called Calculation, and I'm pretty sure it's Calculation for how to commit some rapes. Yeah. Yeah, alright, so... Uh, he's basically just sitting in a room meditating with his fingers tented so he can get all of his pores all the way open to maximum sex stank. Yeah, which, again, man, a species where you can control that is really weird to it's, me it's dumb like, that you would be able to just sit there and be like all right it's time to time to really get this stuff going yeah and then he says and i have made of myself a banquet and i shall lay it before leia <laughs> i'm going to lay down naked and put sushi on me <laughs> i picture that slightly but no one wants to eat sushi off a of weird green meat oh now now you're space racist <laughs> I just pictured that she's going to walk in and he's going to be lying on a bearskin rug doing the Burt Reynolds playgirl pose. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Every time I think about what Shizor's going to do, he's like, all right, I've got this plan. She's going to walk in here and I'm just going to be naked. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be hands on hips, standing at attention. <laughs> That's my big plan. That's my plan, the naked man. I'm going to lead this party dick first. <laughs> this is my play. This is how I do it. <laughs> I'm going to put a little cape on there. Two-thirds of the time, it always works. <laughs> Well, the other third of the time, it's not hookers. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, R2 and 3PO are sitting alone discussing their fate in the gallery of the Falcon. Luke comes through, that, uh, and they're like just talking about Leia, and they're like, we don't think Master, Le- uh, Master Leia is okay. Then Luke le- hears them say that, and then gets a force vision that Leia isn't okay. Yeah. He's about as psychic as fucking Daphne on Frasier in this situation. <laughs> You know, just, he's a bit psychic. Oh, I'm a bit psychic. Someone just said that Leia's not okay, and then I got a flash that said she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I sense that Niles has been wanting to fuck me for 11 seasons. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all that's happening there. Uh, God, here but we it, go. The thing is... She's not so much in danger when he gets the flash. She's like, I had this flash of Leia, and she is just super horny for someone. (laughs) Well, I like the idea that he gets a flash that she's in danger because she's about to cheat on Han. Way to moralize, Force. Yeah. (laughs) The the Force is is really on the side of dudes. (laughs) The Force is part of the patriarchy. Smash the Force. (laughs) Well, here we go. Here we go. This is it. Leia, well, it's not quite it yet. No, we, I don't even think we get to it in the chapter. But this is this is where it starts. Yeah, I think Leia's th- meeting Shizor in his quote unquote sanctum. Yeah, and I love that she has to be like, "Hey, Chewie, you need to not come in here." Well, it's with me. it's great because she forgets to tell him not to and walks in with him, and then like literally, Shizor's just like, "Ew, you brought your dog. Get rid of it." Ew, why? Ew, <laughs> don't you think he'd be happier eating dangle hams? <laughs> and then she. Without a beat, just spins around. Is like Chewie out. Chewie go go out. Chewie. She's like rolling up a magazine. Hey hey, 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 come on now. Picks up a spray bottle. Hey, get it. You got go. any spritzers in here? She's or I'll take care of this. <laughs> get off the couch. Outside. Outside. Damn it. I told you not to do this in front of company. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He normally isn't like this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, like Chewie's like, don't fucking kick me out. Are you fuck? Are you kidding me right now? This is ah. This guy is going to rape you. Do not kick me out of here. <laughs> He's wearing an open robe. He's he is basically like Chewie and her walk in, and he's sitting in there in like 
a Hugh Hefner robe that is open, and he is just leading cock first. Oh, boy. this is And, and Chewie's like, yo, nah, nah, I ain't having this. I got to assume that this is basically like she walks in and it's fucking Alfred Molina from that Boogie Nights scene in there. <laughs> Like, they're probably... Complete with some kid in, in the side of the room doing firecrackers. Yeah. I'm assuming at this point they're the same shade of red, too. <laughs> oh, Alfred Molina. I love Alfred Molina. <laughs> but I love the shade of red he is. That's just... I'm just picturing that happening right now. That's what Shizor's wearing in this scene in my mind. Ugh. But she has to describe it, and it is foul. <laughs> she describes him as big and hard under that thin cloth. And if there's any anatomical differences between Shizor's species and regular, more more traditional humanoid species, she can't identify them. Uh, Racist. Leia. Racist. The newspaper on the nose for Leia once again. <laughs> once again, stop it. Basically, just, just say he's got a big dick, Steve. Just, just be just, like, Leia, look down at his throbbing tumescence. <laughs> just, I know you want to write... Some real porn. Just do it. Just just do it. We're all here. It's okay. You know, in 10 years, if you'd written this book 10 years later, it would have been like fucking Fifty Shades of Grey style porn by now. Oh, 100%. What this would have been is fan fiction on some site that then got turned into a book. Yeah. While, while she's kicking Chewie out of the room, he manages to sidle around to behind a little bar. <laughs> and then she turns around and he's like, would you care for a drink? And he starts listing magic space drinks. And they're great. Lorainian Brandy. Green champagne. Oh, green champagne. You know, from the Champagne Province of Space. What the fuck is green champagne? He's from the Champagne Province of Space, and they only make it for Jedi Master Patrick's Day. (laughs) 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 Green champagne? Is that the best alien? Did he run out of made-up alien plants? He just had to revert to colors? Yeah, he was like... And it couldn't even be like, you know, green uh, whiskey. No, it had to be champagne. What the fuck is that's so dumb <sighs> that's in the book people green champagne man that's this year that's what i'm having for saint patrick's i'm having green <laughs> champagne i don't give a fuck also i'm gonna be in an open robe just so you know <laughs> just stumbling around in an open robe swilling green champagne and being like who wants to get our cheese or <laughs> i can't remember the song that was playing in the alfred molina scene now that's hurting my brain <laughs> It was uh, Sister Christian. Thank you, Night Ranger. So that's that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I'm just going to wander around, open robe, green champagne, Sister Christian. <laughs> and I'll sit in the corner and set off fireworks. <laughs> if you want to come join our St. Patrick's Day celebration, <laughs> join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, $20 or above, you can come to our ridiculous St. Patrick's Day celebration. <laughs> I warn you, you will be very uncomfortable. <laughs> that's part of the experience. <laughs> Oh, man, his sheets are also always wearing tidy whities Yes. <laughs> of course he Now is. he is. Oh, boy. <laughs> Basically, he's just going to vamp around for a while. Leah, thankfully, or Leia, thankfully, just wants some tea. Yeah. No, she just wants some D. What? Yeah, and she keeps calling him your highness in this scene. Which is weird. It's weird because she's an actual princess and he is a mob boss. Yeah. He doesn't actually have a princedom anywhere. No. They, he calls himself Prince Shizor. He is just a dude. He's, but why is she entertaining it? She is actual bona fide royalty. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, then as he's walking back with her green champagne, I'm sorry, she actually just got tea, with her green tea, her <laughs> green Holojuvian space tea, Yeah. 
his hip accidentally bonks, bonks the back of her head, and she straight up has an orgasm. Yeah. She creams from his hip hitting her in the head. <laughs> that is correct. And it's like described as, oh, an, a, a ocean of pleasure radiates outward from her place. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, you know, sure, maybe it's the pheromones doing it. But if someone bonks me in the head with their hip, I'm like, hey, what the fuck? I'm not like, oh, yeah, that got me off. I'm like, dude, watch where you're fucking well, I th- going. I think if I was like 13 or 14 years old and a girl accidentally bumped her hip up against me, I would note it. Like, I'd be like, ooh, that's hip. I don't no, usually get hip. No, if if you're getting your hair cut and they put their boob on the side of your head, yeah, you notice that. But if if you're like, oh, yeah, I was sitting on a couch and someone bonked me with their hip, I'd be like, ow, that's bone. Well, you went to a boy's high school. I feel like you're missing a large portion of the experience here. Because for me, I was like, oh, am I on a bus? I have to sit next to a girl because that outside thigh to outside thigh contact is important. Well, again, that's different. If you're like, oh, we, we kind of shared an armrest and it was like arm to arm or leg to leg, you're like, ooh, we're touching and no one's moving. Yes, that's some sexy times. Yeah. But if it's just, I bonked you with my bone, it'd be like, he elbowed me in the back of the head. And I was like, that's so hot. (laughs) So basically, he just vamps around the room a little more. Uh, This is very unpleasant. But because the book's G-rated, we can't just have him describing her, or her being described as getting roofied. So she has to make a bunch of dick references here. She's like being talked to by, this is an actual Leia quote, a thing that Princess Leia thinks. Being talked to by Shizor is the second best thing in the in the galaxy. If he would only come over here within reach, that would bring me to the best thing. Uh, sigh. Well, we get rescued from this gross nightmare by Vader. <laughs> Man, I know that it's because we switched to his point of view and what's going on with him, but I really wish Vader just broke into the room and it was like, oh my god, no, <laughs> this is fucking com- no, that's is- my daughter, this is, com- <laughs> get the fuck away from my daughter, you, lay wait in the car, <laughs> you and me, we're having a talk, <laughs> just some random suburban dad yelling at Alfred Molina's drug dealer character in Boogie Nights, that would not go well, uh, no, it's, it's fucking Michael Douglas from Falling Down, breaks in there and begins yelling at Alfred Molina, that's what my new head cannon is, <laughs> Princess Leia, you wait in the space car. (laughs) You mean the executor? Yes. Yes. I put your dog in there, too. (laughs) He's in the way back. (laughs) I put him in his kennel. He's fine. (laughs) I just like the idea of the executor having a way back. (laughs) Just the back part of the station wagon of the executor. Yeah. You know, so he can look out the back while we fly. We basically get rescued from Vader here, by Vader here, for nothing. Oh, yeah. Vader's just monologuing again. He's just like, all right, well, we blew up a spaceport and we're going back to Coruscant. And as soon as we get there, I sure hope I can deal with that Shizor. Ooh. I still need hard evidence, though. Almost as hard as Shizor. Yeah. So at this point, we cut back and, she- <laughs> and Shizor is now macking on Princess Leia. Yep. He's reaching in for some kisses. Right now, we cut back to Shizor, 10 minutes into Netflix and chill. Yes. He's getting himself a couple of kisses, and she's sitting there paralyzed about it. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to do this, but boy howdy, do I want to do this. Yeah. And then he reaches over to kiss her neck, and then his fingers brush one of the straps of her dress away. Which sounds super sexy when you until you remember that she's wearing a full bodysuit under the dress. So the dress is nothing. No, I knocked the strap of your dress away, revealing the bare bodysuit that you are wearing underneath. 
just picture, uh, you know, uh, what's her name, Samus Zero or Zero Samus from uh, from Smash Brothers, the one where she's in the full body suit, and then over that she's wearing a little sundress. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, let's get oh, rid of that cute. sundress. That's cute as hell. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. That's adorable. I'm, I'm all about that now. Hold I'm on. on. I'm on board. But no, he, he brushes the shoulder strap away from her little dress. And then he leans in to start pushing at her, at her mouth with his mouth. And I assume probably pushing her head down towards dick level. <laughs> she's, <laughs> like, she's, like, she's like, no, no, not to, that's not what we're... Can't we just do this making out? This is nice. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, head push, head push. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just that kind of guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what would be really cool? Oh, my pants are chafing me. <laughs> and that's... That's our cliffhanger this week. Yep, that's our our big swanging cliffhanger. Ugh. Oh, this was gross. Man, as I said, the more I get into this book, the more I realize that this is what Steve Perry wanted to do. Yeah, this is the only thing that mattered to him when he was writing the book. All those parts about, like, Cothless and the the, uh, the thing the with the Bothans Death Star 2 and... plans and all the Bothans. Window dressing. Oh, yeah, because... The amount, like I said before, the amount of setup for like, oh yeah, we're going to get these Death Star plans was like two chapters, and then it paid off in one chapter. In the past six chapters, Dash Rendar has been reduced to a sentence. Dash Rendar has been, hey, is that guy still mopey? Yes. Yeah, that was it in the past six chapters. Yeah. Yeah, the book doesn't give one solitary fuck about Dash Rendar. No, it doesn't care about the canon, it doesn't care about its characters that it's made up, except for Shizor and his dong. That is all it is. That's the whole thing in this book. Yeah. This book might as well have been called Shadow of, of Shizor's Dong. <laughs> yeah. It is 100% just, I wanted to write a sex scene with Leia, and boy, they gave me the opportunity. Oh, Christ. So uh, that's that's going to be it for the week. That's We've run out of uh, horrible things to say about this book for, <laughs> for a week, and Lord, did it ever take us some time to do it. Yeah. Uh, folks, as always, we have a Patreon goal for this this show. If we hit 1,000 per episode on the Patreon, we'll take this from bi-weekly to weekly. Yes. And Lord knows we're, we're raring at the bit to get it done because uh, raring at the bit, that's we're that. chomping. Or champing. 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 We're, Aha, we're you championing. fell into my trap. We're championing at the bit. <laughs> we're champing at the bit to do weekly content on this. We would really like to, so get us there. Yeah, we'll get through this book way faster and move on to something probably not as bad but close. <laughs> as bad but less gross. Yeah. <laughs> Di- differently bad. Yeah. So uh, just help us out with that support. You can do that at patreon.com slash systemmastery. Otherwise, follow, like, subscribe, rate, all those things. You can do those at, I don't know, iTunes, Google Play, uh, our websites, uh, Stitcher, Yelp, uh, Tumblr, whatever. You can find us as System Mastery on Twitter, Gmail, Reddit, uh, Facebook. Yeah, uh, join our Discord channel. Our new Discord channel. You can find our Discord channel easily by, by following us on Twitter and looking at our only stickied post. Yep. Get there's, in there. There's discussions going on there's, for there's discussions this show and about everything show. else. Yeah, absolutely. So follow us. Get in that Discord. We're in there. For, well, I'm in there fairly often. Oh, I go in there. I just don't John, John's a lurker. He, he lurks. You, you know what? If you're in the Discord and you want to talk to John, just do it. He's watching. Oh, yeah. He's I'm just, always watching. He's set to invisible. He's Waiting. Just, he's that kind of a big baby. Where he's I'm got a big fat spider sitting to, on my web. <laughs> sitting in his web. <laughs> Waiting, waiting to reve- reveal his stink unto you. It's not a sex stink. I mean, that's not. Oh a- no, we're not talking pheromones here. It's just that my unwashed taint will waft toward you <laughs> from poop to nuts. <laughs> ah, yes, from poop to nuts. The taint story. 
God damn it. (laughs) All right. I think we're done here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, And until next time, I'm Elan Sleaze-Bagano, and I love death sticks. Are you down with SheVP? You know me. Just when you think all those balls are going to spill. And Lando swore out more of Ipsum Dolores' ass. For Christ's sake, I hope every one of them is dead by the end of this book.